What's up, guys? I'm your host, Amit Dunn. Welcome to the Fierce Profit Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about my NFT strategy, how I actually make money on NFTs, what's the plan of attack when it comes to investing, because there has to be a strategy, otherwise you're just throwing dice, basically, and not really understanding how to actually win in this game. And this is what I picked up over my time obsessing over NFTs, which have made me profitable. So I've started off with, you know, the basics of check the roadmap, check the team, check if they're delivering on their roadmap, check if they've got collaborations with other big projects that have already proved themselves. These are the basics. This is more about how to actually trade NFTs in particular. The first thing I do, the first thing I mention is I only buy NFTs that I can afford to buy two or three of. So I will never buy a solo NFT. Why? Because it becomes hard to sell. The reason for that is you might want to hold on to that one NFT. And because of its value or you like the art or something, humans were emotional in some ways. And so we like to keep things that we own. And so when you have one of a project that you see goes in value, you have a limited time to take profit. So say you say it doubles, you can take profits then. And there's more risk, right? As you let things go on or let as it doubles and you keep holding, there's a risk of it going down. Not like more risk, but there's a risk of it going down as well. So the reason is in any investment, you want to take out your initial investment early and then you want to let the rest ride out for free, basically. And if you have one, this is difficult to do because if you sell one, you don't have the investment to keep riding out because the true value of many of the NFTs in this space will be in five to 10 years. If you can hold on for five, 10 years, that's when you can make the millions. That's when you can make the huge money. If for the quick flips, you're going to make a lot less. And so that's why I like to hold two, normally at least three, because then it allows me to sell at different points. So like if I have three, I can sell one when it triples, for example. So I pay for my three. Then I can sell one in a couple of years time. Say it's gone like 10x. Then I can keep one that is in 10 years going to be worth a huge amount of money. And so I can take profits three times and I can even keep one, take profits in two, still be good with profits and not have to worry myself. So that's the thing. I wouldn't like, depending on your budget, I wouldn't recommend just getting one of an NFT collection. It's not good practice. And it also bleeds into my next point, which is about passive income and airdrops, which I've mentioned before. 80% of my projects that I invest in are projects that give me a passive income. They're projects that if I hold the, the NFT, it gives me some sort of token or it gives me airdrops. Airdrops meaning other NFTs just by holding because once again, I want to keep my duck that's laying the eggs and sell the eggs. That's the ideal scenario because you get to keep the art, you keep what you love, you keep the NFTs for the future, and then you're just getting things for free passively. And so you don't have to be so worried about flipping or what the floor price is. You can just let that accumulate and take money out and use that money or buy more NFTs. It's just a beautiful thing, passive income. That's what I'm looking for as well. Back to the holding one. If you hold one, you sell that one, you're not going to get the passive income you might have got from that NFT. Whereas if you have three, you sell one, you take out your initial investment, and then you have the passive income, the airdrop that can keep streaming back into you. 
and again making more projects more peace of mind and less risk which is what we want out of our investments now when you're buying you also want to get on the whitelist for projects a whitelist means that it's a list of people that get to buy the nft before everyone else so normally an nft has a whitelist sale so it promotes people being active on their discord it promotes people supporting the project it normally requires you to either do something either to be active on discord or share the project or be engaging in the group many different things and this encourages an ecosystem of community because community is many times where value comes from in an nft and so you want to get on whitelist for good projects how to do that again this is a bit tricky because a you have to learn how to pick projects which is a bit of a different topic this is just mainly about the process of investing but once you get a good project you want to get in the discord you want to see how they're offering whitelists eventually when you start buying nfts you get uh, friendships and networks and they can give you whitelists to certain projects good projects also normally get uh, allocation of whitelists to them so say you're you've bought some uh, board apes they might have an allocation of like 30 whitelists for a new project that they believe in or the community believe in so i'm in many different discords and channels and because of the nfts that i hold i get whitelists sometimes because of that because they want they know i'm gonna they know i'm a buyer they know i'm probably gonna let other people know about the nft and so it's good for them to allocate this to other solid projects because it builds on their own reputation and whitelist normally get the, the nft for cheaper than the public so you get it earlier and cheaper and if it's a good project that's really good and you also have a chance to get a rare a rare nft because nft is based on rarity most of the time so there's different tiers of rarity. Like, for example, a floor board ape right now. I use board apes because it's kind of like the one everyone knows. But uh, the cheapest board ape now is about 100 ETH. But if you have a rare board ape, that's going for like 400, 500 ETH. It can be five times more if you get a rare rather than a common NFT. So you've got to be paying attention to the rarity as well. Again, I'll move on to that in a second. But back to minting and whitelist. So there, you get, get the chance to to get a rare you also get it for cheaper and so you can sell it to the public as well for a quick flip potentially for some quick um quick money i hate that phrase quick money but for like doubling you can double it triple it quickly because the public sometimes want what you minted for a lot more because they can't get in because there's a limited amount of nfts so it's like the whitelist comes first and the public mint happens but some people that can't get either will also want to pick up nfts so you want to be minting good projects to a degree i'm not that big of a minter because sometimes it takes time to see whether a project is good or not so a lot of the times i'm picking up projects on secondary market because i want to see if they're going to deliver sometimes you can mint a project and they, they bring up all the hype and then they just don't deliver that's the risk of it but solid projects i do mint and i do want to get on the whitelist for now, next thing back to rarity. Rarity is a very key thing. It's one thing I missed out at the beginning of the NFT process. I didn't buy based on rarity. I remember buying Sneaky Vampire Syndicate and I just bought whatever I looked good. That's cool. I think you should buy what looks good to you, art that you enjoy. But you also want to check out if is it rare or not because if you get a rare NFT of a project, it's going to be worth two, three, ten times more than 
one common one. And you can use Rarity tools, just Google Rarity tools for that particular NFT collection, like Rarity Sniper, How Rare Is, Moon Rank. All these tools allow you to check the NFT rarity for a collection. So when you're buying, you can see, oh, that's a rare one. Let me buy that one. Or that's not that, that looks good, but it's a common. So maybe I can buy a different one that I still like, but it's rare. And so that's going to have value in the future when you sell it and people are going to want to buy it. So that's another key. Something I really annoyed me that I missed out at the beginning because I, I could have got some rares of a project and I didn't because I didn't know about rarity. So you should be using these tools to buy NFTs. And these tools, some of them, the really good ones, the ones I like, you can say what's on sale. You can see what's on sale and you can rank them by rarity and then you can check which ones to buy. So you can rank them by rarity or price it allows you to give a good, easy way of purchasing NFTs and seeing which ones are the good ones to buy. Now, following on to this is a lot of time after Mint, some people don't know what they're doing and some people don't really are not really there for the long term and they just want to flip some money. And so straight after a Mint, when a project goes on secondary, you can get some really good deals for rare NFTs because some people don't know about rarity. And so they'll just put their NFTs on the market for the same price as all the other NFTs. Does that make sense? So if you're quick, get a good project on secondary, you can pick up some legendary, some really rare ones for super cheap. And then in the future, that could be worth a lot of money. I'll give you some examples of rarity, actually, because I think this has like been a little bit of a key of this podcast. But there's a good project on Solana called Degenerate Ape Academy. Now, the floor price for a Degenerate Ape is 60 Solana, about 6,000 USD. Now, a rare Degenerate Ape got sold for 1.3 million. So see out the difference. A standard Degenerate Ape, $6,000. A rare one, one, like not all the rare ones, but like the top rare ones, one of them got sold for 1.3 million. So that's like over a hundred times more valuable than a standard one. So this is why you want to be definitely on the lookout for rarity. So this is what I'm doing when I'm buying and selling. You want to take out profits as soon as possible. You want to buy more than one. You want to buy two or three when you can buy enough collection. So adjust that to your budget and pick the NFT project that you can buy at least two or three. I never buy one NFT, never. If I can't afford it, that's not the space I'm going to go in because I want to buy and be easy and want be able to hold if I want to. Secondly, as I said, passive income, airdrops. Do you want to be making money from holding NFTs, not just buying and selling? Passive income is the way to play it as much as possible because there are some projects that are just valuable because people want the art or people know about it or they have a really strong reputation. Like Bored Apes or the General Ape Academy, as I mentioned, they don't really have passive income or airdrops. The General Academy do now. And I guess Board Ape did, but they don't have like a constant passive income stream, but they're still valuable. So as I said, 80% of my projects are passive income, but the rest are strong art pieces or blue chip projects, things that are just going to increase in value because I feel like people are going to want them. Then you want to be minting, getting on the whitelists, and then you want to be checking for rarity because you can make 10 to 100x potentially from having a rare rather than a standard one. So I hope this helped. These are things I wish I knew at the beginning of my journey and I didn't and I've come to learn that. 
I think there's a process that you're going to find out of how valuable these things are in your own way. If you really want to get into the NFT space, uh, you will learn as you as you go. But at least you have some sort of blueprint and how to apply yourself and how to actually allocate your capital towards NFTs. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any questions, if you feel like you, I missed something, do let me know. You can reach out to me at Amit Dunn on social media. And I hope to see you on the next one.